ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Friday, January 24th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Phone lines this hour brought to you by, of course, Miller Lite. Miller Lite. You can join us on the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We've got Tony Kemper coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, he's going to check in with us. Thundering Herd at home tomorrow on the ladies' side, Cam Henderson Center. They're going to take on Western Kentucky, and it's going to be a 1 o'clock tip. Also, they've got a promotion going on. First 100 fans in the building receive a free rally towel. So if you're looking for some basketball action tomorrow, the women will tip off at 1 o'clock. So Tony's going to talk to us here in a few minutes about the ladies. Also, we'll get your phone calls in again at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Okay, I'm not used to being on this side of the glass. I've got a special guest producer this afternoon. I guess Spencer Dupuis, who's going to be interning with us here later on in the summer from the student radio station over at Marshall, 88.1 FM WMUL. So looking forward to working with him. I'm on, I'm on my side of the glass again. I, I don't know what to do. I'm not used to this. I've been used to be sitting over in the Gabriel Sellard side of the studio for the past several weeks. So this is a kind of this is weird for me. I get to sit back in, in my own spacious portion of the talk studio. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's going to be fun today. Uh, definitely Friday we've got Marshall basketball to get into as the Thundering Herd rematch. How great is it that you have a bad performance in the second half against Western Kentucky, and what's the best medicine? You get a rematch with them as the Thundering Herd in Western Kentucky and one of those scheduling quirks as their travel partners will play again on Saturday before the Thundering Herd will truly go on the road. This is just a bus trip, really, going down to Bowling Green, moving to the Western portion of Kentucky for a few hours. I'm sure a lot of herd fans are going to make the trip, but Marshall needs this one desperately. I just want to see how this team responds. I was not overwhelmed by what Western Kentucky did. I didn't think Western Kentucky really did anything that was revolutionary. I didn't think they did anything really that caused Marshall to, to lose. I think Marshall hurt themselves a lot more. And to be honest, Marshall wasn't able to go inside a little bit more. I don't know why they're not able to create situations where if they can't go inside, they can find the open man on the outside or have someone coming in to attack as you sent Penaba in years ago. Man, you couldn't stop him. You send Bennett in now, they double up on him. I mean, he's not the tallest kid out there, so you got to kick that out a little bit. I mean, that was a difference there. I mean, Penelope could just go in, and, and he was a big, tall kid. And I don't think it mattered. You'd have to put your tallest player on him just to post up on him. And with Bennett, he just, he's more of a freight train, and he goes in there. And if he realizes that he can go in there and either get the basket or draw the foul, once he realizes he has that ability, I think Marshall's going to be a lot better even more so than they are now in the paint. 
but you double up on him, you got to kick that thing out, or you got to you got to make sure you're getting the foul, you're drawing the foul on the other team. So we're going to see what kind of adjustments the herd makes, and that's coming up on Saturday. We'll be on the air seven o'clock with our pregame right here on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. And uh, speaking of basketball. We'll talk more about this uh, as we get closer and closer to uh, when it's actually in effect. But the WVSSAC, they've got their proposed alignment for the new high school basketball playoff system. And that's going to start in the 2020-2021 season. Also, it'll be in effect for the 21-22 season. It's a two-year trial period. And you've got Four divisions now, and you also have some teams that were placed in Class AA that decided they wanted to move up. They had an option to do so. And so Midland Trail, Notre Dame, Trinity, Westside, Wheeling, Central Catholic on the boys' side, they're all moving up. So they're going to play in Class AAA. On the girls' side, Huntington St. Joseph's, Midland Trail, Westside, Wheeling, Central Catholic, all going to play as Class AAA Teams And so you look at boys' basketball, you look at how it's going to break down. You're going to have 4A. 4A, Region 1, is going to be Brook, John Marshall, Preston, Wheeling Park. Section 2 is going to be Bridgeport, Buchanan, Upshur, and Morgantown. This is all Region 1, so Section 1 and Section 2. Now in Region 2, oh, yeah, University is going to be in Section 2 of Region 1. Now, you get down to Region 2, it's going to be Hedgesville, Martinsburg, Spring Mills. Section 2 of Region 2 is going to be Jefferson, Musselman, Washington. And then you get into teams a little bit closer to home. Section 1 of Region 3 is going to be Capital, George Washington, Riverside, and South Charleston. And then Section 2 is going to be Greenbrier East, Oak Hill, Princeton, and Woodrow Wilson. And then you get down to Region 4, and again, uh, this is where we're interested in most. You're going to have Cabell, Midland, Huntington, and Spring Valley. I mean, right there just depends on what year it's going to be. All three of those teams could contend for a state title. And then in Section 2 of Region 4, it's going to be Hurricane, Parkersburg, Parkersburg South, and St. Albans. So that's what that looks like. Now, Class AAA, if you're interested in what Region 4 looks like, it's going to be Nitro, Point Pleasant, Ripley, Winfield. That's Section 1. And then in Section 2, it's going to be Lincoln County, Logan, Scott, and Wayne. So Wayne will be in the Class AAA section. They'll be in Region 4, Section 2. You want to look at what's happening in Class AA. Uh, Buffalo, Polka, Huntington, St. Joe, and Region 4, Section 1 of Class AA. Section 2 is going to be Charleston Catholic, Ravenswood, Roan County. And again, that's Region 4 of Class AA. And then you look at Class A. Region 4 will be Mann, Sherman, Tulsa, Tug Valley, Van. And that's Section 1. Section 2, Calhoun County, Gilmer County, Hannon, and Wahama. And that's all on the boys' side. Now, in girls' basketball, let's just keep it with Region 4, Cabell, Midland, Huntington, Spring Valley. That's Class 4A, or whatever you want to call that, Quad A, 4A. Section 2, Region 4, it's going to be Hurricane, Parkersburg, Parkersburg South, St. Albans. So, again, most of those teams right there, contending for a state championship on any given year. Uh, in Class AAA, in Region 4, Section 1, Nitro, Point Pleasant, Ripley, and Winfield on the girls' side. Section 2, Lincoln County, Logan, Scott, Huntington, St. Joseph's, and Wayne. And then in Class AA, Region 4, is going to be Buffalo, Charleston, Catholic, and Polka in Section 1. 
And Section 2 is going to be Ravenswood, Roan County, and Work County. And then you get down to Class Single A. Region 4 will be Mann, Sherman, Tulsa, Tug Valley, and Van. That's Section 1. Section 2 is going to be Calhoun County, Gilmer County, Hannon, and Wahama. Now, I'm interested to see how this works. Because I think we're going about this uh, in a way to try to appease certain schools because you've got the whole argument between public versus private. Public versus private. The public schools can't go out and, you see my air quotes here, recruit the way that the private schools can. I mean, if I'm a pretty good basketball athlete and I just happen to want a, say, I want a, a private education, why do I get penalized, right? Or why do you penalize that school for being able to bring in a student athlete if they genuinely are there for the education? On the other side, you're putting them in the classification where maybe you got 20, 30, 40 students at a school and they're all competing in the same level athletically. Now, you might have similar amounts of student bodies and that classification, but one school definitely is going to have the edge over the other. So I don't know if this is going to be a fair way to do it. I don't know if putting all the private schools together is going to be a important thing to do, if you can actually do that. Remember, you used to have, once upon a time, the Veterans Fieldhouse. You had the, uh, the Catholic tournament with the Catholic schools and private schools going at it. It's uh, Times have changed. We're going to touch more on this uh, as we get closer to it. We've got Tony Kemper coming up next. We're going to talk to him. Marshall Women's Basketball Action coming up at the Cam Anderson Center. That's tomorrow, 1 o'clock. And, of course, Tony's going to be uh, telling us all about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up in just a moment, we'll hear from the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper. Later on, we'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK. That'll be 877-420-8255. Welcome back to tonight's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. You can, of course, join us on the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK, 420-8255. Those are the numbers to be a part of the program. Our producer this afternoon, one Spencer Dupuis. And, of course, uh, you can hear Spencer over on the student radio station. He'll have a call of several Marshall games all season long on 88.1 FM, WMUL. And uh, looking forward to hearing some of his calls. Uh, you, you've got the you, – you're, you're working in there. you got the women's game on Saturday, right? I think you do. Uh, that'll be, of course, again on the student radio station, 88.1 FM, WMUL. And uh, let's welcome to the program now the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper. And, Coach, um, it's been a couple weeks since we've had you on, so we've got to fix that right now. And uh, hopefully we get you back on the winning ways and uh, we can start getting some ice cream to those ladies again. <laughs> We're ready. I know that. Came came close a couple times on the road last week. It couldn't quite put them away, but – um, I know the girls are working hard. They are. They're always ready for ice cream. So, so you've got Western Kentucky coming up, man. 
this is just an interesting scheduling quirk because the men face them on Wednesday. Now they're on the road with them Saturday, so you've got the home side of this. And then, but you'll you'll face Western Kentucky later on in the schedule as well. So it's a little different than the men's side. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of a it ends up being kind of a cool week as far as you know when you kind of look at Western as as our natural rival and that kind of stuff, and uh, to have two men's games in the same week and then. Uh, scheduled to play them on Saturday is kind of neat. So, um, you know, it's, they have a tremendous women's program. Um, it is the third straight top 100 RPI team we've played. Um, you know, so Charlotte, Old Dominion, and now them at home. Um, they all have very, very strong RPIs. They're good programs. They're having a good year. So it'll be another uh, big challenge for us. And hopefully, um, you know, we can do the things that we've been doing on the defensive end and then sprinkle a little bit more offense in. And, um, you know, that'll that'll sure help hopefully come out on the right side of it. What makes this such a, a fun rivalry? The men's side, we talk about that a lot, but I don't think we talk about the women's side of this as well. This rivalry with Western Kentucky, it extends past football, the men's basketball team. I think in every sport, Western Kentucky and Marshall are starting to develop this great rivalry that I think Marshall Athletics has missed so many years, uh, not having a natural rival, as you mentioned. And yeah, they're going to get after you. You're going to get after them on Saturday for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, the easy answer for us is when they came in the league, they, they from the minute they got in here, they've had one of the better, better women's programs. And, um, you know, we have been kind of knocking on the door to try to get up to where they're at. Uh, we, we got them one time in the conference tournament. That was a huge win in the year we went to the WNIT. Uh, they had a fantastic team, and we knocked them off in the uh, the quarterfinals, which was a great, great win and a great upset for us. And, uh, you know, and then looking forward, it's just been kind of back and forth a little bit, and we've been on the wrong end of it a little bit too much. Last year we had a great shot to get them at home in what was a very, very good game and well played, and it went into overtime, and we – we certainly had our chances, um, you know, a year ago to get the win and, and came up, I think, one or three points short at the end of the day. Um, you know, but it's just, it's quality opponent. They they play very, you know, they play different than a lot of people. They change defenses a lot. They really keep you on your toes with that. They have tremendous length. Um, we had a player out of Kentucky by the name of Dee Givens who, you know, when you're coaching against her, you feel like she's just been there for years and years and years, and uh, she's a very good player on both ends of the floor. They've got a center by the name of Raining El Jadewi uh, from Egypt. Um, a couple years ago, their, their head coach was, uh, she was a coach for Team USA, and she kind of, she went around the world, she found, found a couple Egyptians that can really, really play, and, um, you know, so they post challenges on the outside and on the inside, and we'll have to be, we'll have to be really, really, really tough in, in our scheme, and you know, given our kids and our team credit, you know, we've played really hard over the last three games, you know, starting with the win at UAB against UAB at home, which was a really quality win. Um, and then the two games on the road that ultimately we didn't get done, but, um, you know, our, our, our team fought really hard and we got close and against, against good teams. So, uh, you know, I feel like we're playing, you know, we're consistently playing better and better and better. And, um, you know, hopefully we can we can crack it and, and stay on the right side for, for a while. <laughs> Tony Kemper is our guest, Marshall women's basketball coach, the Thundering Herd in action, taking on Western Kentucky, and that's going to be on Saturday at the Cam Henderson Center. 
Also, neat little promotion. Uh, first hundred fans in the building are going to receive a free rally towel. I hope it's Kelly Green, and I hope we get a good crowd for you for uh, Western Kentucky on Saturday and uh, really make that a noisy venue for them. It'd be great. You know, we had a good crowd in there last year. and uh, You know, that's something that I, I appreciate our fan support. Uh, you know, I think we're building a, a good little base of people who follow us. We've tried to do a lot of things, especially in-game and post-game, to try to connect with, uh, you know, the Marshall fans and, and maybe the the young young ladies coming up that like to play. And we want to get them connected with our players as good as we can and understand that, you know, we've ever since we got here, we've really recruited the local area hard. And, you know, I want uh, – I guess I want a bunch of little basketball players kind of chasing that dream that they can get there too. Savannah Wheeler has been outstanding for you. She had 19 points and tied her season high in that last game. You also got a pretty good performance from Taylor Pearson, uh, Kadasia Brooks as well. But who needs to step up outside of those three? Where are you looking for to get that fourth, fifth, sixth player to really start establishing some depth for your team? Yeah, I mean, you know, Kristen Mayo's got to get back going for us again. And she was a, she was a good scorer early. Um, she's kind of going through a rough patch. But our team is, you know, I mean, our – I guess I just continue to watch film. Right, right now we're just not shooting it very well at all. And, um, you know, maybe we're not the best shooting team in Conference USA, but I also don't believe we're we're shooting. We we should shoot at the level we're shooting right now. So it's kind of across the board. You know, today's we've gotten we've gotten kind of steady production from, but I don't think she's shooting it as well as she feels like she should. And you can sort of go down the down the list, and it's a little bit that way. You know, we we just haven't shot the ball well. Um, and we've been known for a while as, as a good three-point shooting team, and um, you know we got to get we got to get that side of our game back going. And uh, you know you go on the road and you hold Charlotte to 52, and you would like to think that you're going to get that that win, and um, just couldn't produce enough on that side of the floor. So I think it, you know, my answer to that question is really I think it's a collective thing. They 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 all have to continue to push a little bit, push forward, and. I've said, and we've talked multiple times this year about, I think this team's going to be best when it's fairly even scoring, fairly balanced. And, you know, the nights that we've scored it well, it has been that way. We've had four, you know, three, four, five in double figures. And, um, you know, I think that that's what we need to go to. I think, you know, Savannah needs to continue to push forward as far as being a scorer and being a, um, you know, a playmaker for our team. And I, for a freshman, I think she's really coming around. She's having a good year. Um, her consistency has been pretty darn good. and I, She really likes to play. And, you know, I can kind of see some time, some moments where she's trying to get the ball and, and be a little bit more aggressive. And I think that ultimately is going to be good for us. Tony Kemper is our guest, Marshall Women's Basketball Coach. The ladies are in action. Tomorrow, tip time set for 1 o'clock at the Cam Henderson Center. And, you got Western Kentucky coming in, quality opponent, so it should be a fun one for everyone involved here. And then you've really – you haven't had a few days uh, to yourself for a while, it feels like, here. So I know you had to be uh, pretty happy the fact that, okay, you know, we might have just a couple extra days to finally just sit down, collectively regroup, and get ready for one. Because you know how conference is. You're, you're on the road Thursday, Saturday for the most part, and then right back at it again. Yeah, no, it, it was. I think it was good for us at the beginning of the week, to, and I gave him some time off. You know, I, I gave him a couple of days to, to, uh, you know, I, I, we, we're coaching a group that really cares, 
And, you know, sometimes I think when you look at our offense and how we play it, I think we're pressing too much. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like relaxing to be the player that you are. And, um, you know, so that was kind of our strategy. Who knows if that kind of stuff's going to work. But I think they, it was good for them to get away a little bit. And, and uh, I think we had a group that was excited to get back to practice when we were ultimately back. And, um, you know, we'd, uh, we've, we've really been recruiting a lot. We're recruiting tonight. Um, you know, on a week like this, you can get away and do some more stuff. So that's kind of what we've been doing in the office is getting ready for this next stretch of games and then um, give them a couple couple days off. And we got ready to hopefully play well against, what, you know, what is a really good team. Tony Kemper, our guest, Marshall in action against Western Kentucky, set for 1 o'clock tomorrow at the Cam Henderson Center. Again, the promotion is 100 fans in the building. You can receive a free rally towel, so get there early if you want to take advantage of that. And then uh, no rest for you. I know you can't look ahead too far, but I can. And you are back in action after this one here in a few days, and you get to take on FIU. But you get to play host. That's the fun thing for you. The men are on the road. You get to play host to FIU and the Florida schools. So, really, this might be your best uh, three-game stretch in a while, uh, the way it plays out. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's been part of the challenge of our, you know, when you look at our conference schedule, we've been four on the road and two at home. So, um, you know, maybe our record isn't quite what I want it to be right now, but we have had, you know, I guess, you know, like I said, we've been only two at home. So, it does kind of flip for us here. We've got 12 games left in conference play, seven of the 12 are at home. And, uh, you know, we need to find a way to make a push and, and, and get going a little bit. And I think we're, we're definitely capable of that. Well, looking forward to it tomorrow. Of course, again, 1 o'clock, Cam Henderson Center. The rally towels will be out for the fans to show up. And then hopefully after this, uh, we're talking about an ice cream victory for your squad. They love the ice cream and uh, – um, maybe you put the motivational poster up. I, I don't know. You, you know. You know how to coach your, your your team better than I do, but maybe there's a motivational poster up there somewhere in the office. I don't know. Well, it would be, you know, you talk about rally pals. I'm, re- I'm ready for us to rally and, and get on a run. You know, a year ago we got on a really good run in conference play, and I think, um, you know, I think we're poised to do that. we gotta, we got to get to playing a little bit better on the offensive end, and I think we're right there to, to make a little run. So, um you know, come see us play. We're going to compete. We're going to represent our university with a lot of passion. And, um, you know, let the chips fall where they may. And the Herd's playing Western Kentucky. So, come on. If you're if you're a Herd fan, you got to be there for this one. This is this is I'm the one. You. It's Western Kentucky. Right. We don't like them, right? I mean, okay, I can that's, say that. You can't. exactly right. Well, I respect them, but I'm with you. I'm just fine. Tony Kimber. When you, if you cut me open, it's green. Please green. So. <laughs> Tony Kipper's our guest. Tomorrow, Western Kentucky, Cam Anderson Center, 1 o'clock. Good luck, Coach. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. See you. That's Tony Kemper. Hopefully the ladies uh, will get some of that ice cream uh, celebration. They they do love the ice cream, especially when they're on the road and they can take advantage of the different flavors that the road offers after a victory. No ice cream if you don't win. You only get ice cream if you win. That's sort of what we do here on the, on the show. Ice cream... Ice cream if we win today, Spencer. Spencer Dupuy, our, our special guest engineer. Um, you've got the game on Saturday, right? You're calling it? You're not calling it? Okay. I was going to promote your broadcast. Who's got the game? Tell me in the break. Just tell me in the break. We'll, uh, we'll cross-promote.
Coming up, we'll take your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. we got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of those Miller Lite phone lines. Paul Swan with you on today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. And uh, as I mentioned, Tony Kemper and his squad in action at the Cam Henderson Center on Saturday. Nikki V. My guy Nikki V is calling the game for the ladies over at MUL tomorrow. All right. We'll tune in a little bit of that then. I'll tune in, Nikki V. Um... You're cool with Spencer Dupuis. He's uh, he's uh, I, you've heard his name, I'm sure, if you've listened to the student radio station at WMUL. He's going to be part of a, our crew this summer, so we've got him coming in here today, just helping out a little bit. Is uh, he'll be um, your final grade will be in my hands. Final grade, my hands here, and uh, yeah, you can yeah you can jump in. Go ahead, man, jump in. You're going to be on graduation's here. Graduations in your hands, actually. Oh my great, my goodness, the graduation. So if I have any say about it. You could not graduate. Yeah, if you if I just completely bomb this, or even if I didn't, and you're just like, ah, Spencer, I don't like him. I'm gonna fail him. Oh, I guess I can't graduate then. Really? Wow. Now, now you you've given me some. You shouldn't have said that. You should you should not have said it. Now you've given me power. You shouldn't have done that. Um. Because I'm going to have people lobbying now. Yeah, because we know some of the same people. And I'm going to get people texting me, lobbying for me to to maybe fail you. Like Luke Creasy? Luke Creasy, by the way, who works at the Herald-Dispatch, one of the very best interns I've ever had. Period. One if of the if ver- only that he put in the paperwork. It <laughs> doesn't matter. You know why? Because it worked out for him because he then got another internship, which was paid, which led into a job. I mean, right. he does a fantastic job at the Herald Dispatch and the very best intern I've had. I mean, I've had some really solid interns, Spencer. Let me tell you who I've had as interns. Um, I've had Luke, of course. Uh, here's another young na- man you might know, uh, Adam Cavalier. You know him? I mean, he's he's doing quite well at Carson Newman. He was an intern for me. He worked for me. Let's see, who else I had? Clark Davis, who is uh, involved uh, seriously at, at WMUL and at Marshall, and uh, he's uh, he's top shelf. Dave Wilson, you hear him on the IMG uh, Sports Network during football season, works for Metro News, intern of mine many years ago. Uh, he, the list is great. You know, um, Jared Smalley, NBC Small- 4 in uh, Columbus, works for me, interned with me. And so now it's you. Yeah. That's a big that's a big list, man. Big shoes to fill. Those are some really quality people that uh I had a small part in their career or their classwork. So uh don't mess it up, man. Don't mess it up. Okay? No pressure, but don't mess it up. No pressure at all. All right. I uh, know you'll do a fine job. Uh of course, uh you're going to be uh you're going to be hanging out here next week filling in for me for a couple of days, hanging out with Bill Cornwell. So um, 
I'm sorry and good luck. Oh, I got to see him tonight, too. So Okay, that's right. Hey, yeah, tell me about that. You've got the basketball show coming up tonight uh, that you guys do a video stream for. It's also on uh, the student radio station, and you do it every Friday night during basketball season. It's the... Uh, it's the brainchild of Ryan Ethling, also someone who you know I, I work with uh, in his his up and coming career. And look at him now. Look where he's at. I mean, he's pro- right down the street, right? Yeah, producer extraordinaire WSAZ. Uh, he's got this basketball show. You guys do this on Friday nights. Bill Cornwell does it as well. Uh, Spencer, tell me about the high school basketball show you guys do. So basketball Friday night, West Virginia. It's simulcast radio, TV. Across the state of West Virginia, I believe we are now fulfilling almost all 55 counties. I'm not 100% certain on that. I'll have to talk to um, executive producer Marcus Constantino uh, to get a for certain number on that. But, yeah, just talk about interview everybody from sports writers to coaches to fans can call in. And then there's a segment every week with uh, it's called the Standout Athlete of the Week. Uh, our guy Andrew Rogers is the guy that currently does it. He just interviews one of the best or whoever they pick, whoever gets nominated as a standout athlete. Last week it was uh, Marshall Commit. Um, I'm gonna butcher his name, Anakila Chillin, but that's there. That's one of the segments. Um, I do this thing where I break in in the middle and I give a breaking score update. Um, but then it runs from nine to midnight every Friday night. You can catch us on. You can find it uh, on YouTube. Or at basketballnight.com. That that's really all it is. Every Friday night during basketball season. Bill Cornwell's on this thing. Right? He's 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 on the he's at the big desk at, at this thing every Friday night. Yeah, he's at the big desk. Okay. All right. I I'm hey, look, I gotta take care of my guy Bill. Gotta promote that as well. Okay, that's coming up Friday night. And uh you can of course um check that out. We don't mind to promote you guys over at the student station, uh, 88.1 FM WMUL, and uh, check that out. And it's every Friday night if you uh, are into the high school basketball scene. And uh, I'm kind of curious to see what you guys talk about with the new classifications that are proposed and how it's going to break down. So I'm sure that's going to come up on the show as well. And that's definitely going to be making for some fun fodder in the weeks and months to come with now four classifications in West Virginia. I'm kind of down with it. At least it's a two-year period. Let's see how it works, and uh, let's let's make everybody happy. Everybody gets a championship now. Everybody will be happy about it. Uh, private schools, public schools, they can stop beefing with each other now, and everybody can just go play basketball. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We'll get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of the Miller Lite phone lines. It's The Drive. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, Marshall Basketball, the rematch with Western Kentucky. We'll have it for you, 7 o'clock airtime here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. North Texas still the top of the league at 7-1 in conference. Western Kentucky right behind them at 6-1. It's getting interesting because Louisiana Tech and FIU and Charlotte all at 5-2. So they're all fighting for pod one. 
We got Florida Atlantic four and three. They're probably a pod two team, but there's still plenty of time left for them. UTEP, UAB, UTSA, Marshall, all three and four. And then Old Dominion, three and four as well. Add in Southern Miss at two and five, Rice at one and seven, and Middle Tennessee at 0 and seven in conference. And that's what you got for Conference USA. I mean, Middle Tennessee's pod three. They're going to be playing for the shot out of a, a maybe a postseason bit. I don't know. At 0-7, they're going to have to start winning some games soon to even make it close. Rice is right there with them at 1-7. If Southern Miss and Old Dominion can win a few more games, uh, they might be pretty much locked into uh, a postseason berth in the conference tournament. And then you got Marshall right there. Marshall's in a, a really – they're in a pickle right now. They are slowly but steadily working their way into pod three. Because there's only one game difference between Marshall and Old Dominion at three and four each and Southern Miss at two and five. Southern Miss wins a few more games. Maybe they leapfrog one of these two teams. If Marshall drops a couple more games and maybe Old Dominion picks up a game, all of a sudden we're talking about Marshall in pod three. Pod three. You don't want to be in pod three. Now, I don't want to be in pods, period. I thought it was a novel idea, but then it didn't work, and so I'm completely on board with trashing it, which I don't think we're going to see it next year. But I haven't even looked at the net yet. I don't want to look at the net. I'll look at the net tomorrow. I'm sure what the net's like 190-something now for Marshall. It was like 189, 188. It was, it was fluctuating daily as the thing does. I'm sure it's in the 190s now. That's not going to be good enough to get you a postseason bid, even if you came short of winning the Conference USA tournament. And I get Coach D'Antoni. I understand where he's coming from. Look. As long as we're good at the end, we're we're good. I get that completely, but it's going to be a tough road if you're going to try to win that thing and you're in pod three. You want to win this thing and go from pod three to win it? I mean, there's realistic, and then there's uh, – that's pretty, that's pretty unrealistic because you're going to have to go through the toughest portion of the tournament bracket to win this thing. Now, granted, you're going to have to play those teams anyway eventually, but you you kind of try to minimize the damage here. You want to ease into that. You want to hopefully get into a situation where you're playing teams that are a little bit closer to you and hope something crazy happens, maybe an upset where you can avoid some of those better teams. I know we got several games to go here, and more than likely Marshall's not going to be a pod one team. They're going to be... At best, a pod two team. At worst, a pod three team. The good news is they can work their way up to a better position in pod two. But remember last year, they were playing some of their best basketball down the stretch, and it didn't matter because they were locked in pod two. That's when they started playing their better basketball, in pod two. Teams that were a little bit closer to what they were doing. And if you look at Marshall overall, I mean, sure, three and four, it's not where the herd would like to be. They're... Offense has really started to shrink in conference. That's the thing. Overall, their offense is still pretty good overall if you're looking at all games. If you're looking at conference games, though, here are the leaders. Just in conference, UTSA is averaging 79.6 a contest, and they're top of the league. And then FIU is averaging 78.9. And you go down the list, and there's Marshall at 8. Marshall 
with seven games in conference, is averaging 69.3 a contest. Now compare that to their overall scoring offense with all games. Marshall's played 20 games, and they're averaging 74.2 a contest. Now, I know that's not too far off from where they're at now at 69.3 in conference, but it's been going downhill. And Marshall's scoring defense, scoring defense overall is ninth. Conference, though, is a little bit better. They're holding teams to an average of 68.6. That's not too bad. That's not too bad, but their offense isn't matching. So they're playing solid defense. If they can find a way to score a few more, and of course, hey, that's how you win games. You score more points. That's always been the way you win games. Score more points. If they can score more points, add the offensive firepower to their repertoire that they were doing earlier against some teams, I mean, maybe they can win a few more of these things. And here's the here's the killer as well. I'm just looking at conference stats here. Uh, field goal percentage, Marshall's 8th in conference. Uh, Three-point field goal percentage, Marshall is 10th in conference. Marshall, Dan D'Antoni, run, gun, shoot. 10th in three-point field goal percentage. And Marshall... To their credit, their eighth in field goal percentage on the three-point line. Overall field goal percentage, their eighth as well. Not in many categories can you say that they're a top team. But their defense from the field goal line, fourth. I mean, their field goal percentage defense, fourth. Their field goal percentage, eighth. They're playing some decent defense there. Of course, free throws, got to work on those. 11th in conference right now. And I mean, we could go down the metrics here all day, but at the end of the day, I can't find too many spots in the overall stats or in the conference numbers where Marshall is really one of the best teams statistically. I mean, rebounding offense, Marshall's eighth. I can go down the list and list here. Uh, I don't see Marshall really. Okay, I found a category. Let me. Let me apologize. There are a, a few categories where the herd is showing it's a pretty good team. Steals, Marshall does lead, but it's by one overall now, and they average 8.3. Louisiana Tech is averaging 8.1, and this is all conference. And then block shots, Marshall, which was a national leader and is still in the conversation, but they're down to conference levels of 5.6 for block shots. FIU is leading block shots 6.1. So Marshall's second in that category. But we go down the list here, and really uh, not too many places where Marshall's on top or close to the top. Uh, Offensive rebound percentage is is okay. They're third there. They're fourth in offensive rebounds. And we go down and get on the list. Uh, I will say this, though. um, One thing that you can be proud of, though, if you're a Hurt fan, attendance is pretty solid. Attendance is pretty solid. There, that's that's one number that you look at, and if you're Marshall, you got a pretty good home court advantage for the most part, at least with the fans are concerned. Marshall averaging, and this is conference here, averaging with five conference games, five thousand six hundred and sixty-four. Two road games, they averaged two thousand six hundred and twenty-two. So the herd's doing pretty good in the attendance category. I don't think that um, the fans have given up. That's a good sign, though. I mean, they're getting fans coming up. 
I mean, the game a few nights ago had a huge crowd. And this Western Kentucky game, I'm surprised the Western Kentucky game didn't top 6,000. I mean, it's a, it's a midweek game, sure, I get that. But still, midweek game, Western Kentucky's in town. I thought they could top 6,000. Maybe get close to 7,000. I don't know. It's not like when Memphis would come to town back in the, the Memphis days. Memphis was the stir of this drink. They were the straw that stirred this drink. You know what I'm saying? They made this conference go. And I miss those days just a little bit. But, boy, Marshall, Western Kentucky, I can't get 6000 for that. I mean, that's the rivalry, right? That's the rivalry. We've got Twitter accounts with a made-up rivalry name. That's the rivalry. Heard taking on Western Kentucky. Coming up on Saturday, uh, we'll have it for you right here at ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Heard's got to win. They, I'm stating the obvious, and I get that. Heard's got to win. I'm not going to drop lines like inexcusable, though. I mean, it's Western Kentucky. I mean, that game's going to be tight. That game's going to be close. But you heard the post game. They could have put their foot on their on their throats. They could have they could have ended that when they were 19 points up. They could have just finished that thing off in the first half and been done with it and just played solid basketball the second half and won that game. But instead, they let Western Kentucky get right back in it and Western had some momentum going into the second half and that lead just evaporated. And Marshall started shooting from the outside a lot more. They were having trouble going inside. I don't know why they don't find ways to utilize that mismatch. If you got two guys on Bennett, somebody's open. Simple, right? I mean, I'm not going to tell you that I know more about basketball than Dan D'Antoni, but I do know this. If two guys are on one, somebody's open somewhere, you kick that thing out. Or maybe you have somebody coming in behind. If Bennett's trying to get to the basket. They put two on him. You kick that out to somebody coming in. Again, these are just things I saw in hindsight. I'm not the coach of the Thundering Herd. I'm not going to even proclaim to know as much as he does. But I do know this. If two guys are on one inside, you got to find a better way to kick it out. And, of course, they did cause some turnovers trying to do that. I mean, to be fair, 